1: The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent radio, fueled by Lucky's Station.
2: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. Senate Republicans get the job done. The yeas are 51 and the nays are 49. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, as amended, is passed. Vice President Mike Pence reading the nearly party-line decision early this morning. Only Tennessee Senator Bob Corker defecting to vote with the Democrats against the measure. The nearly $1.5 trillion tax bill lays the bulk of its tax cuts on businesses and higher-earning individuals and gives m- more modest breaks to others. President Trump apparently isn't at all concerned about former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's guilty plea yesterday. On Twitter, the president contends that Flynn's actions during the transition following the 2016 election were lawful, adding there was nothing to hide. Championship weekend in college football right now in the Big 12, Oklahoma leading TCU. This is SRN
3: News.
1: Mark Levin says, don't believe the
3: hype. And let me tell you about this crap they're going to make taxes simpler. No, they're not. It's as complicated as they've ever been. What they mean by simpler is, ladies and gentlemen, is more and more people are going to be on the dole and don't have to pay taxes. Wow, they can file their form with, one, uh, with a postcard. True, but they're not paying anything. As matter of fact, you're paying for their refund, and they consider this a great achievement. Mark Levin,
1: weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio.
3: The
2: headliner, Mitch Berg, and the Northern Alliance Radio Network continue next year on The Patriot. Don't miss out tomorrow at 2 p.m. The closer, Brad Carlson, will be live in studio. And for the best economic insight, there's only one place to turn, and that's the King Banyan Show over on Business 1440, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network from the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center. A wonderful day out there today. Lots of sun, upper 40s, more sun for Sunday.
1: This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to
4: be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back to Twin cities and world.
5: It's the show that sends send us your tired huddle the masses. You are yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, ShotInTheDark.info. My show, The Headliner Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson, The Closer Edition, coming back tomorrow after a week out on assignment. Uh, on the uh, Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance, two to three every Sunday afternoon on AM 1280, The Patriot. Of course, our good friend King Banyan. Uh, is heard every Saturday morning on our sister's station, AM 1440, The Businessman. No, it's Business Radio 1440. Is that right? Business
4: 1440. Business
5: 1440. I should really get up to speed (laughs) on that branding and imaging thing after all these years. I know you're new to radio, Mitch, but... I know. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Also new to radio, our our producer in for the day, Lee Michaels, who's everyone's boss around here, uh, replacing the conciliary and uh, Terminator N, who are off on assignment today. Uh, Terminator N has the joy of watching the the uh, North Dakota State Bison, America's yeah. team, uh, trample through for their uh, seventh championship in eight seasons with the Bison. That's right, uh, the herd. That's right, and,
4: I, and I'm not here enough to get a cool nickname yet. That's right.
5: <laughs> I gotta be careful giving people up the food chain for me nicknames. It's just we've all been through that part of radio too, have we not, <laughs> Lee? <laughs> I'll take the fifth as well. <laughs> so, not at this station anyway. Anyway, it's uh, speaking of uh, of of, uh, of nicknames. Of course, uh, we, we've uh, we. Uh, the, the the tax bill has uh, brought out America's uh, pithy wags in, in terms of nicknaming America's uh, politicians uh, re- regarding their 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 takes on tax re- uh, reform. We'll talk about that we come uh, a little later on in the broadcast here, perhaps in the coming weeks. But with us to talk about the tax bill itself from the uh, Americans Pro- for Prosperity and uh, host of the show now heard. Every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM of The Patriots. That's right. Do better, Minnesota. That's, That's right. Uh, Jason Flores joins us here. Happy uh, to be here. Just big promotion in the radio business, for starters, moving up from evenings to afternoons. Congrats. I like it. Thank you. We're, we're really excited to have that show and, and talk about a lot of the issues facing
6: Minnesota and the country. and. Just get the right information in the hands of people so they can make up their own minds on the issues.
5: Absolutely. And, of course, you represent Americans for Prosperity, which uh, has has a lot of issues to put in front of the people of Minnesota <laughs> there's, there's lots of stuff we're working on, that's uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's going to be busy a couple of years here. And one of the things that's keeping everyone busy right now is the tax bill that is wending its separate paths through the House and the Senate in Washington right now. Now, Americans for Prosperity uh, has a definite point of view on this issue, and it happens to be one that most conservatives share. Let's talk about it. First of all, uh, let's discuss the bills, uh, their current status, and what's in them as they wend their way through uh, the Capitol.
6: Yeah, from a big-picture perspective, we're very excited about both the House and Senate now, following the Senate vote late last night, uh, both the House and the Senate in Washington have passed a tax reform bill mm-hmm. that really simplifies the tax code, uh, reduces the number of brackets, takes out a lot of the exemptions, loopholes, all that corporate welfare crap that's in there mm-hmm. and, and gives a big tax cut to American families and to American businesses who are struggling to create jobs.
5: Let's talk about some specific cases, because that's the one I was looking at uh, when the original uh, statements were being made about uh, various tax reform bills. Uh, in the months after the election, I at the time I was a uh, S corp uh, independent contractor. I was looking at the tax cuts for small business people and thinking, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I don't know if that's still on the table, but but what what sort of tax cuts are we looking at for American
3: families? Yeah, well,
6: all of the individual income tax brackets have been reduced somewhat. Um, Uh, across the board from the top to the bottom. And then the corporate rate has come down from highest, almost highest in the world uh, at 30-some percent. It's locked in now on both bills at 20%. And following action in the Senate, even the pass-through rate for small businesses, that got better for those small business owners in terms of more of that pass-through income is considered business income now than before. So across the board, it's going to be a great stimulus to the economy in terms of keeping more money in the hands of American families and giving American companies better tax treatment here at home, so they're not doing these uh, Medtronic-style inversions overseas, and they can bring back some of those corporate profits at a more competitive rate, which just means we're going to see a ton of investment into the American economy, which is going
5: to create jobs, which is going to create higher-paying jobs. Now, listening to this discussion on, let's just pull some initials out of the air, National Public Radio sure. this past week, uh, the 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 organized, one might almost say orchestrated poo-pooing of the notion that tax cuts uh, equal investment, equal growth in the economy, equal new jobs, was let's you could almost say it was it, it was a pre staged narrative on on the left. Like this, just it's it's absurd to think that cutting taxes. Pumps more money back into the economy. Has America for Prosperity run across this
6: objection yet? We've heard that, we've heard that from time to time, and you have imagine. the left here. They just wanted to fit this tax bill into their standard narrative of you're giving more money. You're just helping the rich, right? And and it's simply not true because when you give this money back to corporations, back to small business owners, and don't forget, there's individual income tax rate cuts in here too. It's not all just for business, right? But you give that money, you put it back into the in the American economy. There's no question that a company that's investing in their people in new technology is going to use that money more efficiently than than the government. It was Bernie Sanders with his tweet last night that this was some big robbery of the Treasury. And somebody's <laughs> got to remind him and, and remind a whole lot of people in Washington, this isn't... Washington's money. This is the American people's money and American business money, and we are happy to give part of that to Washington to fit some
5: core priorities, but everything else, let's keep in the economy. Well, yeah, and and that's one of those things that we've (laughs) commented with acrimony on in the past, this idea that people on the left and and even a few on the center right refer to a tax cut. In other words, quote, allowing, end quote, you and I to keep some of our money is an expensive how did that Orwellian I, – I, I'm not going to ask you how that particular uh, uh, Orwellianism found its way into our vocabulary. It, that's what it is. It's downright Orwellian. Let's let's stay on topic here, though. We're talking about the tax bill. The um, uh, Americans for Prosperity supports it. Why?
6: Because at the end of the day, the majority of American people believe right now that the economy, that our government is rigged against them. And if you look at the amount of money that they spend in – Uh, both complying with the tax code and in paying out estimates show that roughly for here in Minnesota, about 30% of Minnesota's entire GDP gets sent to the IRS. Right. And then federal government decides what to do with it. Some of it comes back. Some of it goes to to good purposes. A whole bunch of it gets wasted. So right now we've got this overly complicated tax code that's impossible for especially small businesses to comply with. Mm -hmm. And if we can through these different tax reform ideas, good stuff in both the house bill and the Senate bill, if we can make it simpler, if we can make it fair, if we can reduce that rate to make sure that our companies can be competitive worldwide, there is no question that that money is going to go directly back into the American economy, create more jobs and opportunity for people at all income levels, Mm -hmm. and in many cases, raise wages, increase productivity, and provide that capital infusion that we need to hit growth. One of the best things about this tax bill is that the dollars that are coming in it's going. We've had just anemic growth under the Obama administration. We've right. been lucky to hit one point eight percent. Right. Since World War II, we've averaged three point over three percent growth. Yeah. If we can just get back to that. Right. It it provides so much more opportunity for people we're, we're never going to get this country back on sound fiscal footing with 1. 1.5 1. 1.8% growth it's just yeah. statistically impossible 1.
5: 1.5 1. 1.8% annual growth is less than the increase in the labor force every year that's and right. if you if you're growing less than the increase of the labor force you're shrinking and you're net shrinking per worker that's that's a huge problem if you if, and there's huge case to be made that that, that increasing uh, that that's been a big chunk of the reason our economy increased so much over the, the last 100 years is we uh, it increased faster than the, the than the labor force. And the right. labor force was able to help with it because the tax rates were lower. So let's let's go to the bills. Obviously, under our federal system, the Senate and the House work on parallel versions of the bill and bring them all together. Therefore, the two bills that are in the House and Senate are very fairly different. Different. They have some significant differences. You mentioned there's good to be had in both sides. Let's talk about both bills. What AFP likes about the bills on both sides?
6: Sure, and on both sides it simplifies the number of individual tax brackets. On both sides, the individual rates go down across the board. In both bills, the corporate rate goes from high 30s down to 20%, and that's good good to keep more of those profits here in America, building American jobs, creating American companies, and and doing good things here. Um, There's also, on both sides, there's a lot of um, eliminations of of different deductions. Um, There's so many The tax code is littered with – there's a reason it's thousands of pages long. It's littered with exemptions and carve-outs and deductions. A lot of those have been gotten rid of. Um, And instead of that, both bills would take a standard deduction and actually double it. So most Minnesota families, when they do their taxes, they can do the taxes more simply by just taking the standard deduction and save more money by doing that under a bigger deduction for that standard deduction than they would have if they had gone through and spent hours with an attorney or a tax preparer trying to itemize and get every little loophole and advantage they possibly could. Those are all good things.
5: Yeah. Okay. So far, so far, so good. So let's talk uh, about the bad side. And, and we've been hearing all sorts of them. I mentioned National Public Radio and, and the rest of big media's response. Some of the other responses I've heard, some of the other uh, cons, for
6: lack of well, a the term. first, the first and biggest response is that this is, well, how can Republicans pass this because it's going to add to the deficit? Both right. the C- CBO and the Joint Committee on Taxation have come out with estimates that say, oh, this is going to add call it a a trillion dollars to the deficit. And and the problem with that argument is that they're using that Obama-era anemic growth of 1.8%. If you just go to that historical average of 3%, all of a sudden that trillion-dollar deficit that they're saying is so fiscally irresponsible, it's kind of funny – now to have Democrats talking about, well, we have to worry about the national debt, which literally doubled under the former president. But if you, just a 0.1% increase in GDP will add $270 billion in federal revenues. So we can go from that 1.5, 1.8% growth to 3%, which we're already at here in quarter three. So we can go even higher. And a lot of this is baked into the success you've seen in the stock market already. We can go higher. And that, means we can actually make progress on those long-term deficits by doing this tax reform rather than by just limping along and never really achieving uh, full potential of the economy.
5: Yeah, that's, that's been the big, the, 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 the dysfunction that's really plagued American economics for the last eight, nine years now really is, is, is the prevalence of the Obama era idea that that's, that's low growth growth that is half the historical average since World War II. That's the way it's been for the last eight years. That's somehow we have to accept it. That, that's the new normal. And, 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 of course, the idea that you're setting it up as the new normal is just another way of saying that, that, that Barack Obama had it right. And, and that's, that's national suicide, quite frankly. I mean, there, is, there will be no way to address the deficits, uh, short of con- Swedish-style taxation. No, you, can cut, you can cut your way. I mean,
6: Obama... Under his administration, actually increased taxes, and yet still over more than doubled the deficit. Right. So we can't tax our way into solving this deficit. We can't, even, we can't even cut our way into solving this deficit. You can do whatever you want, even on big entitlement programs. It doesn't solve the national debt problem. We simply need growth that's higher than the 1.2 to 1.8 percent that we've experienced under Obama. Putting more money back in the hands of American families and businesses is the way to do it.
5: 651-289-4488, the number to call if you have questions or comments for Jason Flores of the Americans for Prosperity, about the various tax bills and and where they're going to end up. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Northern Alliance AM 1280, The
7: Patriot. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with AM1280 The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for five years now, and it has helped many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of the schools we have a partnership with. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call AM 1280 The Patriot today at 651-289-4406 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program. That's AM 1280 The Patriot at 651-289-4406.
8: If some high-pressure salesperson twisted your arm into buying a timeshare, it's not your fault. Whether you bought decades ago or days ago, I bet that salesperson didn't mention your timeshare could cost you twice as much as a regular vacation or that you'd never be able to use it when you wanted or that your fees could shoot up every year. They misled you, and that's not fair. That's why we're here, to get your timeshare company to free you from your unwanted timeshare. Get the free information you need at 1-800-905-5833. We're the Timeshare Exit Attorneys, America's number one timeshare exit service run by real attorneys, not sales companies or middlemen. It was a salesperson who got you into this mess. Don't rely on a salesperson to get you out. We've got a 100% service guarantee, and our team has already helped thousands of people get out of unwanted timeshares. For free information, call 1-800-905-5833. That's one 800 if you're a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning
9: may leave harmful bacteria, viruses, and mold that can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. Until now, SoClean.com is the world's first and only automated, hands free CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. SoClean kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs without soap, water, harsh chemicals, or even equipment disassembly. And now you can try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646.
4: SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm
7: not worried about infections.
9: SoClean's revolutionary design makes it easy to clean your CPAP and protect you against CPAP-related illnesses. Plus, SoClean works with all popular CPAP devices to clean them in minutes. It really is that easy. Don't risk your health. Call SoClean.com now to try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646. This offer won't last. Call now. 800-960-4646. 800-960-4646. these
3: honey drippers are still fun on us. Tell them that we can do this, because
1: we always do this. Am 1280 <laughs> to Patriot. Yeah, boy. Patriot. How low can you go? Death are what a brother. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, the incredible Mitch, public enemy number uh, Northern Alliance
5: I Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, really 651-289-4488. If you have questions uh, for, for Jason Flores, by all means, bring the noise. Uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, so we're talking about the, uh, the tax reform bills that are in front of the House and the Senate. And the one thing that 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 sparked me as food for thought uh listening to national public radio doing its predictable talking points against uh the, both of the bills is that uh, and they had some somebody from some liberal tax pro tax uh think tank uh or or i guess reflex tank uh that much thinking involved is pretty much just passing reflex reactions out there i don't know if there's such a thing as a reflex tank but now there is anyway uh they're saying well, why would putting, giving com- uh, companies a tax break, thus putting more cash in their pockets, uh, have any big effect on, on the economy? Because they've had, as we pointed out during the Obama years, companies uh, had – have had and still do have plenty of cash on hand. I mean, they've been, as as I pointed out during the Obama years when Democrats are saying, hey, look at how high the Dow is. I said, well, of course the Dow is high. Companies, especially financial services and healthcare companies, are getting tons of government money. They're having their markets defined for them by the government. Banks, and big financial institutions are sitting on tons of too-big-to-fail quantitative easing money and are getting credit at virtually no interest rate. So they're rolling in cash, and they, and yet the economy was slogging along because they weren't investing any of it in new plant, in new hires, in anything. They've been, they've been sitting on their hands for going on 10 years now, right. as we pointed out here. Why is this tax cut going to be different?
6: Because it's not just this tax cut that we're yeah. talking about. If you look at what this Congress has already accomplished in rolling back a lot of those worst Obama-era regulations, mm-hmm. clean power plan, other environmental standards, and, and really just adding certainty to a regulatory framework, those companies were sitting on cash, and a, a lot of it from the, you know some of the government programs that you were talking about, the quantitative yeah. easing. If you were a company under the Obama administration, though, why would you ever... Take the leap and invest in something and try something new or, or try to build or expand a business. I and mean, Under Obamacare, you wouldn't even want to hire more people because if you got past a certain, certain threshold, it was going to double your, your health care costs. You, there was yeah. no incentive at all to investing in growing those businesses. And now, not only this tax bill on its own, mm-hmm. but the regulatory work that's been done and the regulatory certainty. And I think the fact that more steps are going to be taken on health care and other issues following this tax bill all of that working together is really going to open the floodgates again to American entrepreneurship. Let these companies bring those profits home that they earned overseas that were, we're the only country in the world that did double taxation on profits. Right. We're, we're changing that now. We're going to let those companies bring it back home, invest here in the U.S. So I do think this is different now
5: than under the Obama administration. You're going to see the economy really take off. So so when our audience, and they will they do run across this, I hear this from, they, they're on the water cooler on Monday morning or on a construction site on, on Monday morning and they're, Democrat friends say, well, this is not going to change anything any more than all the money. I mean, they're just going to give them more money to sit on. It's not just a tax cut. It's the fact that the entire environment in which business has been operating has been changing slowly right. but significantly over this last year, and it's really just beginning.
6: Well, and you don't have to take my word for it; You don't have to look at some projection for it. Let's look back to history. Right. Look at the Kennedy tax cuts in 1964, followed by a five-year period of an average, just an average over five years, of 5.2% growth. Mm-hmm. You go back to Reagan tax cuts in 81 and 83, another 5% growth over those years. Even <laughs> yeah. the Bush tax cuts in 03, which, remember, when those got passed, you had a lot of these same naysayers on the Democratic side of the aisle say, the sky is falling and it's handouts to the rich and it's terrible, and then you had five years of 3% growth, and yep. President Obama himself then signed 90% of those into permanent law.
5: Oh, and by the way- So as, how could they have been so bad? And By the way, as I pointed out at the time, I, over the last several years here now, the worst quarter of the Reagan recovery, the worst quarter of the Reagan recovery after his tax cuts- was better than the best quarter Obama had during right. the so-called Obama recovery. Right. It should tell you so. And likewise, the Kennedy example is another great one. So let's uh, talk, we're talking with Jason Flores of Americans for Prosperity. Let's talk briefly about where you expect these bills uh, to go. I, I, the House and Senate bills have some significant differences, although, as you point out, some very important uh, commonalities here. Where do you expect it to go? And perhaps more importantly, where do you want them to go? Sure. I think there's a, a couple things. A couple of big differences that are out there that
6: still need to get reconciled. Uh, I think they will because I think this Congress and this administration is really looking for they're, they're looking for a political win. Yeah. Um, separately, then they've as conservatives, have been looking for tax reform for a long time. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. It will be good for the economy. But they want a political win, too. So it's going to get done. I'd say it's going to get done before Christmas. It's all in the hands of those conferees now. And it's kind of exciting to to see Congress actually going through the, the old schoolhouse rock, how a bill becomes a law <laughs> process, right? You're a civics teacher out there. You want to be paying attention now yes. because this is actually – it's not just a continuing resolution or some other thing that Congress does. This is the real process here. Right. Um, the two things I think that they – that they've really got to figure out. Um, First, the Senate bill includes an elimination of the individual mandate under Obamacare, which is a a big deal, part of what was holding up health reform before. But by eliminating that mandate, giving people the freedom to get out from underneath atrocious... Premium increases and atrocious health care yep. um, given to them by uh, under Obamacare by choosing by giving them the freedom not to buy that product, it's going to save the federal government some money. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's going that gets plowed back into the tax bill here. I think that helps in the future as you approach tax ref- or as you approach health care reform again because that, that big albatross will be out of the way. We'll see if the house goes along with it. I would expect them to because. They're as anti-Obamacare as anybody. Right. Um, so that, that's one of the, the big pieces out there as well as just some, some of the more uh, minor pieces. That'll all get hashed out here in conference. Um, I'm sure you'll see a lot of press on both sides. There'll be a lot of did you know, did you see, all of those kind of things. Oh, yeah. Bottom line is with this kind of reductions in the rates, with these kind of reforms, getting rid of those loopholes and special carve-outs and exemptions that you can afford to get if you have an army of lobbyists or an army of lawyers. Right. If we make those changes, this bill is going to put more money in the hands of American families and businesses. We're going to be able to reinvest in ourselves, grow the economy, and create jobs.
5: It's interesting. Years ago when Justice Robert, Chief Justice Roberts voted on the side of saying that the Obamacare mandate was a tax conservatives attacked him saying, that's a fee. It's a fee. We're, right. we're never going to forgive you for calling this a tax. It may have been the best thing that ever happened to the tax reform movement, the way you're describing
6: and it. And you had all the uh, Democrats at the time overjoyed that it was, uh, it was called a tax. But now that, right. that really is the the rationale for including it here because yep. it's you put that mandate on folks and then literally are, are forcing them to buy this product. As, yep. as conservatives at the time said, it, it was a tax. Yep. So it is money that should be used within a broader narrative of tax reform. To accomplish lowering the rate for families
5: and for businesses, absolutely. So let's talk about briefly about the deductions that are going to be changing under the various bills here, because that, that's been a, a contention for a number of people. Some of the some of the middle class deductions. Well, one of the one of the biggest ones for folks here in Minnesota is that uh,
6: both bills now would eliminate the state and local property tax deduction. Right. So right now you pay ex- terribly high taxes here in Minnesota, you can then deduct what you pay to the state on your federal taxes. So you have lower federal taxable income. Right. Under both of these proposals, that will go away. And that's a problem for a lot of folks in Minnesota, as well as other very high tax states like New York, like California, Connecticut. But it's also one of the worst ideas out there that we should somehow have the federal government, that we should have folks in Mississippi or Florida subsidizing or underwriting the fact that we want to tax ourselves to death here in Minnesota. So I think this is going to bring a lot of transparency to the process that's going to be good for Minnesota's budget.
5: Bingo. That's exactly, uh, that's a brilliant point. By the way, you can pass on to your friends, uh, your Bernie Sanders supporting friends and kids uh, around the Christmas dinner table, is that if Bernie Sanders thinks a tax cut is an expenditure. Then by the same logic, uh, giving people a tax break for paying high local taxes is subsidizing high local taxes using federal taxpayer dollars. Your your lifestyle here in Minnesota is being subsidized by the hardworking taxpayers of low-tax states like North Dakota.
6: And, And it's been interesting that Democrats here and a lot of folks here in Minnesota jumped out to to fight that because they know what it's going to do to transparency where all of a sudden people are hit with higher tax bills and they're going to know truly now who to point at. Yep. It's not the federal government's fault that their tax bill is going to go up under this state and local change. It's Minnesota's fault yep. or it's their local municipality's fault. Now, I should mention property taxes aren't going to be treated the same. It's just the state and local income tax. Right. So it looks like there's going to continue to be a carve-out for property taxes. But the majority of people that are hit and, and impacted by this deduction here they're, they're not necessarily the traditional Democrat constituency. So right. you've got Democrats in, in Minnesota now fighting tooth and nail for a property tax or for a state and local property tax exemption yep. that really benefits higher income folks. So they're. Defending because it subsidizes their local
5: spending, <laughs> they're the ones defending a tax cut for the wealthy. Absolutely, this is this is full of potential uh, leverage points. We got about a minute to go, Jason Flores from from Americans for Prosperity. Uh, what can people do to fi- a find out more? B uh, pressure this uh, this whole thing into going the right direction? Sure. Well, we have a lot of good information on our
6: website. It's americansforprosperity.org. for Prosperity dot org. Also, find us on Twitter at ProsperityMN. I would first. Um, call your local congressman or senator let them know that you support the tax reform bill or whatever form that comes out of conference in make sure they hear from you because they do listen and it will help as especially in the senate where you don't have as big a majority there's some senators that have already kind of wavered they've been on the fence you need to call them need to let them know that this kind of tax relief this kind of putting money back in the hands of american families and businesses and not with bureaucrats in washington dc that's good for our economy
5: and by the way, if you live in Betty McCollum's or Keith Ellison's district, as I do, the calling the congressperson may not make much of a difference. But if we do get the, the, the transparency into the subsidy of, of high service state taxes uh, and spending uh, out there in the open with the raise of these taxes, boy, that, that, that brings a new light to the next governor's race.
6: And if you're looking to actually take action on this, yes. we're doing phone banks at least once a week between now and the end of the year and hopefully that helps us put a lot of pressure on folks both here in Minnesota and around the country. So if you want to get involved, come out and join us.
5: I'll be posting that link at shotinthedark.info after the broadcast here today in case you weren't able to copy that down. Jason Flores, of course, uh, host of the Americans for Prosperity uh, radio show coming up in just about an hour and a half. Hour and a half here. Stay tuned to AM 1280 The Patriot for that. Great to have you in here, Jason. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Keep us posted on this. Northern Mm -hmm. Alliance Radio Network AM 1280 The Patriot. Uh, Make sure you tune in to King Banyan every Saturday morning from 9 to he has an opinion or two on this subject as well. And uh, if you want a good, literate opinion on the subject, you can find no better. All due respect to the Americans for Prosperity, but they're pretty much all on the same side anyway. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12, A. The Patriot, all about Garrison Keeler. When we come back, go nowhere. <laughs>
10: Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I... I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try, because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's (laughs) relieffactor.com.
7: Says
8: I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise.
1: My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's
2: right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro Life Across America, the Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post abortion assistance, please call Pro Life Across America at 1 one eight hundred three six six seven 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 three, 366 7773 Or check us out online at Life across, across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby
1: child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America.
10: You know, cracks in the foundation of your home or business are simply an invitation for long-term problems on your property. Innovative Basement Systems is the premier basement and foundation repair contractor in Minnesota. And they're a disabled veteran-owned company. The family at Innovative can efficiently solve any remodel or repair project. Save yourself the headaches. Call Innovative Basement Systems today at 651-964-6400 or on the web, InnovativeOnTheRadio.com. InnovativeOnTheRadio.com for Innovative Basement Systems.
5: AM-1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network
1: 651-289-4488,
5: the number to call Northern Alliance Radio Network Don't forget, Brad Carlson back at 2 o'clock tomorrow My name Mitch Berg, of course Author of the book Troll Birch: a comic novella about the end of the world as we know it. Still available on Amazon. Still selling. Still priced to move. Uh, go out to Amazon to, to buy it. You can also go out to iTunes and pick up uh, my first album, uh, Sea Red. you I'm, I'm, will keep my plugs judicious here, trust me. But that's it's out there and uh, gratified by the sales I've had so far for a while there. Uh, the, the day after the release, I was only two hundred notches behind U two on the Amazon digital rock albums chart. Really, only two hundred under two hundred albums uh, behind. It's right. So it I, I probably takes about five sales to get up to the top two hundred on digital albums. But I don't care. I'll take. I'll take whatever I can get. Absolutely. So it's perfect for giving away for Christmas, by the way. In fact, I've had a few friends say they are doing exactly that using the elm as a stocking stuffer. I don't care. Use it. Use it for traction when your car bogs down in the snow for all I care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I got a few to get rid of. yet, but still, it's been a lot of fun. I'm already making plans for the, uh, the sophomore slump coming up here. That, uh, that voice, in fact, that may be the title of the album for all I know. So, uh, that voice you hear, of course, that of Lee Michaels, who's the, uh, who's the, the boss guy here at, uh, the big guy in, in WKRP terms here at AM 1280. <laughs> and, um, uh, he's filling in for, uh, Terminator N and the conciliary, the executive producer and, uh, and. And producer in reverse order there, uh, who normally heard here. And of course a good producer is, is the one who helps really set up a talk show for, for success. Cause of course it's all the stuff on the other side of the glass, the screening, the phone calls, getting the right callers on the air, keeping some of the, cra- you know, making sure only the entertaining crazies get on the air mm-hmm. and, um, not that we have any crazies tuned into the station. That's more. That's They're more, all in the studio. That's right. Here they are. We're all right here, Mitch. And making sure, that's right, making sure the right buttons get pushed, which is completely beyond me. I, even when I was in radio, I was a terrible board operator. So this is all good. And and, and our good friend, Dwayne Patterson, who's been producing mm-hmm. Hugh Hewitt since the mid-1950s, uh, is no exception. In fact, he's a big emphasis to that. I, I mean, Hugh Hugh Hewitt, for example, would would pronounce every word in the in the in the Gettysburg Address wrong if he didn't have Dwayne Patterson correcting mm-hmm. him on it. I mean, God love Hugh; he's a great guy, but he has a problem with pronouncing things. And I, I pronouncing things right. I can hear hear my first radio boss taking a chunk out of him every time he pronoun mispronounces uh, somebody's name or some some place name. I don't know what it is with you. God love him in so many ways, <laughs> but he's just got this thing with pronouncing things right. Mm-hmm. You've probably run across this. Oh suite. yes. You can't say a thing, can you?
4: I used to have a host on one of the other stations here. I'm like, if you can't, if you don't know how to say it, don't say it. Exactly. Nobody cares if you can, you can say the president of Iran. If you can't say Ahmadinejad correctly, right. there's no reason to say it.
5: Oh, <laughs> well, exactly. And my first radio boss was just an absolute stickler for pronouncing things right, which in rural North Dakota, by the way, could take some doing because you would have two politicians. There were, at that one point, the, 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 my, my hometown state senator, his first name, his last name, I should say, was spelled H J E L L U M, and the state representative's last name was pronounced was spelled H J E L L E, and you can guess that they were both pronounced differently. Oh yeah, one of them was Jellum and the other one was Yelly. And they're both different corruptions from the original Scandinavian, uh, but they had their preferred corruption. By God, you had to pronounce them right. <laughs> or you would have a call at 10 at night if you were reading the news at 10 at night and you pronounced jelly and yellum. Uh, I, or wrong. Either way, you'd get a call twenty four yep. hours a day from that particular boss. So, so bosses are good for that. Producers, of course, are essential for that. With Hugh, more so than most. And Dwayne Patterson had the line of the week this past week. Um, he he. This came out on uh, fr- yesterday, actually Friday. Uh, Thursday actually. He wrote this on Thursday on his Twitter feed. Yesterday, Hugh Hewitt uh, said, "Quote." It's surprising no radio people have been caught up yet in the sexual misconduct net. Garrison Keeler. Hold my beer. <laughs> now now Lee since you're here I mean it's talking with I mean Terminator N, younger guy, hasn't been in the radio business all the time. He does a great job, by the way. Good good kudos hiring him. And before him, the executive producer of the Northern Alliance, uh, the conciliary, mm-hmm. again, sharp guy, hasn't been in radio for what, five years now, four or five yeah. years, kind of new new in the business. You and I who go back a bit, you can and I can probably both attest to the fact that back in the even in the eighties, the radio industry hadn't really evolved very much from let's just call it the madmen. You era. are correct. And and in fact, it it may have been more like uh, more more like one of the great rock and roll movies of the eighties at some stations. But it was let's just say sexual harassment was more the norm than the exception at some stations. I saw we were,
4: my fair share of it.
5: I saw my fair share too, and I, as I've related on the, I, I worked at one local station where a general manager was brought in. God only knows why. Legendary alcoholic. I won't name names. If you've worked in the business, you've probably heard the name, but that's as far as I need to go. He came in, and and within a year, of course, he fired most of us, as often happens in the business. Mm -hmm. But within the first six months, he'd racked up seven, count them, seven sexual harassment lawsuits, including two that originated on his first day in the office. And he was fired. Now, this was in 1987, 1988 that this happened. So... It's not, again, as I've said before, it's not like women were helpless before a predator even then, provided you had management that was willing to take it seriously. As to their credit, that management... Uh, was but as you were as you've survived as you've lived through yourself, Lee. Uh, radio has not always been a pleasant place for women to work. I would say uh, you are right on that. I'd say that in women that survived a career in the radio industry in the seventies and eighties were probably uh, probably survived darn near anything. They they along with cockroaches will be left after a nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. And Garrison Keeler uh, is even in an industry full of people who I think it's fair to say, Lee, radio in its heyday, bred an awful lot of people who were, let's just say, socially maladapted. Because to make it in radio, in the the glory days of radio, you pretty much spent your whole life kind of hunkered down working 48-hour weeks, which was full-time in radio for the longest time. It might still be for all I know. Uh, You basically are working six days a week, eight hours a day plus. Uh, for lousy money, and usually wind up moving to a new town every couple months or so when right. they get fired. So you to become successful, you have to focus on your career to an to an extent that kind of squeezes on and off a lot of things like social development, like learning courtesy, morality in some cases. Well, your 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 lifestyle became
4: the format of the radio station, and you often I saw many many people that felt they had to live up to. Oh. Big the no. the uh you know what a rock and roll dj yeah. should be or what a top 40 dj
5: should be yeah exactly and and that's i hadn't quite put it that way because it but you're right it varied by format if you were at a a talk station you had a lot of people who loved to hear themselves talk yeah uh, and, and thought that their opinions were worth an awful lot more than they might have been in the great scheme of things. If you worked at a Top 40 station, you really had that kind of high-intensity sort of gotta-live-the-rock-and-roll the or hip-hop lifestyle yeah. as, as tastes change. Clubbing? Uh, clubbing? Constant, oh, the clubbing was out of control. I mean, I remember at one Top 40 station, I, I can't talk about it on the radio. Uh, and of course, here at Salem, as befits the fact that we've got a Christian station upstairs and a conservative talk station downstairs, people here, generally speaking, uh in my mm-hmm. 14 years here, I have been at this building longer than anyone else in this building. I yeah, think, I'm, actually. I'm, the,
4: I'm the next one, and I, right. I'm at 12. I'll be 12 years uh, this month.
5: And this is as close to working at a small town radio station as I have been since I lived in a small town. I mean, people are 100%. fairly normal. People are fairly normal people. They have some integrity, and this is not just me buttering up my boss, who's sitting through the glass here. <laughs> uh I don't. It's the absolute truth, and and as evidenced by the fact that here I am fourteen years later doing a show, which has never happened in my radio career. Uh where the longest I ever lasted any place, I think two years before. Right. So that tells you something. Anyway, but point being that radio is an industry that breeds an awful lot of what what they call today dysfunction. And even against that backdrop, even against the context of an industry full of people who take the smallest success as 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 an impetus to turn into a would be rock star in terms of the attitude and approach to the world. Uh, Garrison Keeler stood out from the crowd. Now, I'm going to give you some full dossier here. I've always I always loved Prairie Home Companion, the original version and the Chris Thiel version that's that's currently out there right now. It's changed a lot. A lot of yeah. great music on the show now. Absolutely. Um, and if you grew up Scandinavian family in a small town in the upper Midwest, I mean, a lot about that show just kind of rang true. Uh and, of course, some of it stuck at you as condescension and as, as making fun of, of the people and the lifestyle. Of course, if you grew up in a small town, you get used to that, too. In fact, you or, you or you start doing it yourself. It's not like I've never made fun of my hometown in my time. Absolutely. And, you know, especially in my 20s. But I'm just going to say this. Uh, when I heard the news about Garrison Keillor, and, of course, you've been around the business for a while, Lee, I'm not going to say <clears> – <throat> I expected to hear that he was going to come up on the wrong end of a sexual harassment rap but because that would be a lie but I will say that in an industry full of these dysfunctional people who feel they've got to live their format who are who grow up through their 20s and 30s sometimes 40s very socially maladapted people uh, who, who basically starts to believe their own press after a while which of yep. course leads to an amazing sense of rock star level entitlement Keeler. And stop me if I'm wrong here, Lee. Keeler had a reputation, especially through the '80s and into the '90s, as one of the nastiest, most venal, most hypocritical bosses in Twin Cities radio. An industry that had no shortage of people who who, mm-hmm. super, who excelled in all three of those adjectives. Keeler stood out from the crowd, head, shoulders, and knees above most of the rest. So I will say that the idea of Garrison Keeler acting with boundless entitlement doesn't necessarily surprise me i don't know if you can speak on the record i uh
4: i have just heard you know stories that
5: he was very tough yeah at times tough is one thing but nasty hypocritical venal amoral and i'm being probably polite (laughs) that's right as befits your position here lee 651 289-4488 it's not so much garrison keeler himself but the reaction he got that i want to discuss when we come back northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot
0: AM 1280,
1: The Patriot.
0: It's called MediShare, and it's affordable, biblical health care. And if you're wondering, what does that mean? Well, ask the people who are already members, like the Badger family. It's a big family, by the way.
4: We have seven boys, three girls. We live out in the country. We homeschool.
0: And they thank God for MediShare, especially after one of their babies was born with spina bifida. And the total bill was about a quarter million dollars. MediShare members met the entire need and sent them cards and letters letting them know they're praying for them.
3: MediShare, I
4: mean, we love it. With myself being self-employed, owning my own business, MediShare was a great option as far as affordability. With MediShare, as far as like all of our stuff, it's, it's always come
0: through. Yeah, more and more people are doing this, and you can see why. Hundreds of thousands of Christian believers sharing. And that is a beautiful thing. Find out more. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE.
2: Are you sitting in traffic going to or from a job you don't like? Or maybe love your job but don't make enough money to pay the bills? Learn to make a second income trading just like Wall Street at Online Trading Academy. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money so you live life the way you want to and never run out of money in retirement register for our free trading and investing class on your cell phone at pound 250 just say the keyword ota or register at learnwithota.com.
11: have pain you can't ignore then try first in class relief from salon pass salon pass pain relief patches have everything you need in one clinically proven solution they're the strongest label pain reliever available without a prescription safely relieving pain for up to 12 hours And Salon Pass is the first and only FDA-approved OTC topical pain reliever. For first-in-class relief, get Salon Pass pain relief patches in the green box
7: with a blue wave.
5: am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network 651-289-4488 the number to call join us if you would please i'd be most happy if you did you can also join me on twitter hashtag n a r n that's how it's done We're talking about Garrison Keillor and his uh, allegations of sexual harassment that seemingly abruptly uh, led to his dismissal from Minnesota Public Radio, from American public media, from, from public radio in general, and in a, in a way that... Almost reminds you of of dismissals elsewhere in the radio business. Something that you think that public radio people are immune to when you spend enough time in commercial radio. But no, he he became an unperson as far as American public media and uh, Minnesota public radio were mm-hmm. concerned this past week. Lee Michaels, the websites all went dark. Uh, the the every commercial link between Minnesota Public Radio and all of Keeler's spinoffs, many many spinoffs. You think about
4: the hole that that leaves. I mean, that was, I remember a school teacher when I was in junior high that for an assignment we listened to... Uh, you know, Prairie Home Companion show had to draw maps of Lake Wobegon and he read them <laughs> on the air. This goes back to the, you know, early 70s, early
5: 70s. That's right. And, and of course,
4: it was a Mid, local 70s. Yeah,
5: you know, absolutely. No, I mean, the first show was I think the first show went on the on the air in 74. I yeah, think I remember yeah. hearing bits and pieces of that. And he he sounded very different back then, by the mm-hmm. way, very very. Uh, they re ran a show from like '76 a few years back, and I thought, whoa, he did change over the yeah. years quite a bit. Uh, back when they were still hosting the show at McAllister College, and it, where else, anyway? The what, what was interesting was that, uh, yeah, he, he they completely erased all reference to him, but and it was a huge, a lot of references because people don't know this, people may not remember this, but back in the mid 80s. I mean, up until the mid-'80s, Minnesota Public Radio was was a good-sized operation, but not the behemoth that it is today. I know. I mean, it's – and the thing that separated the two was – the book Lake Wobegon Days, which came out in I think eighty four, eighty five, eighty three, eighty four. Maybe I remember selling it when I worked at a bookstore in North Dakota, mm-hmm. and people could not buy that book fast enough. It was it was like the it was it was like the Beanie Baby of people's book <laughs> collections back then. We, yeah. It was just flying off the shelves, even in rural North Dakota. This thing was flying off the shelves, and for whatever reason, public radio had to the action on that book. It was one of the biggest bestsellers of the nineteen eighties. It just sold a bazillion copies, and Keeler obviously got wealthy off of it. But so did Minnesota Public Radio. They had a piece of the action for some reason. I guess they figured they, they were they had some stake in the right. intellectual property, yeah. Yeah. some rights to the whole thing. And so Minnesota Public Radio's bank account went over this. And when they when they and that's the sound of rapid expansion. If, if you're listening on radio, <laughs> uh, the and after that they saw Bill Kling, Say what you will about him. Was a canny entrepreneur, and he saw that the people had a boundless hankering for this faux downhomism. That that Keeler was pitching. I mean, the book was chock full of it, and they started all these for profit spinoffs, like Rivertown Trading Company, and some of the other the the Lake Wobegon stores that you see at some of the malls around and right, about, right. and all of the the Lake Wobegon trademark goods, and and the and the sort at the Rivertown Trading. I mean, there there used to be a catalog merchant. Now they're a big online merchant. And they they basically are the Amazon of fake down homey knickknacks, right? And there's a lot of money in that racket. I mean, the amount of money that Bill Kling himself made off, Ed Garrison Keeler himself made off of that racket is was massive. But the amount that got passed through to public radio back in those Enterprise's glory days was enough to make all of us commercial radio guys look and go, holy
4: cow. Their studios now yeah. are Unbelievable. We have some of the same these new boards we got, kind or of yeah. the same things they use there. But they literally, you know, with the what four studios
5: we have here, they've yes. got you know thirty six or something. The, just to tell you something about this, this studio. I mean, first of all, their bill, uh, their, their CEO's office uh, could house this entire station. Yeah, uh, they have. The on-air studio. Well, we have an on-air studio, and back in the back in I don't know before 2010, when there were several Narn shows uh, on back-to-back Saturday, what that meant was when one show got up there, we shared studios. Uh, we'd we'd yeah, all get up two and run a, to flip over. That's right. You got you got you got a couple minutes for for me and Ed and King to get out, and for, or for me and Ed to get out, and Michael and King to come in on Saturday afternoon over there they have two completely duplicate yes. studios with uh, a control section more or less like the one you're sitting in and then in theater seating behind them for places the for producers the producers and the call screeners they had three tiers of three tiers of people well, it was like a tv production room yeah. and this is the kind of money you get off of knickknacks and 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 fake down homies. <clears throat> government
4: subsidies. <laughs> oh,
5: and that's the part. Oh boy, you get me. I tell you, I get get me in a room with some public radio people, <laughs> and I gotta say, I've got some public radio people in my social circle. I do too, and we all do, of course, naturally. And uh, yeah, so you you tell them, hey, government, it's government funded radio, and they say, well, it doesn't fund us that much. It's less than two percent of our of our revenue comes from the government. But whenever you talk about Defunding that two percent, what do you say? Well, you're gonna you're gonna kill Elmo in the case of public television. You're gonna take public. You're gonna take Lake Wobegon off the air. Well, which they kind of did themselves now. But it's, it's like suddenly it becomes the most crucial two percent of of revenue uh, in the history of broadcasting. And and by the way, it's not like they they got nothing to cut over there. Not like there's no fat to be found anyway. That's neither here nor there as far as this discussion goes. The, the part I thought was interesting was that uh, Minnesota Public Radio and the star Tribune both ran and and uh, some other local media ran pieces about uh Keeler's abrupt dismissal. It was really interesting i mean it, it, i've been used to liberals, people on the left having a double standard when it comes to their politicians and sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, assault, even rape Mm. in the past. I mean, we we got used to this, I thought, during the Clinton years when uh, people on the left would just say, well, Bill Clinton has given women, quote, women, end quote, uh, enough legislation that they need. He safeguarded abortion, in other words. So we, we need to forgive his crimes against individual women for the greater good. Right. Okay, well, he was the president and he survived a due process attack on his presidency on those grounds, among many others. But the likes of Al Franken and Garrison Keillor and the equivocating that people are doing on his behalf because of what they have brought to their lives, both legislatively, whatever that is, in Al Franken's case, or in terms of 40 years of entertainment in Keillor's case, I'm thinking – I, I hate to use the word hypocritical too loosely, because it gets abused these days. And yet, I can think of no better example of crass hypocrisy than thinking, okay, someone behaves miserably and amorally, but I laughed at professional association of English majors all these years, so I'll let them off. Or, or most importantly, let's observe a little bit of reason on these things, on, on these sorts of charges. Now, I'm thinking, where were you? during the Duke rape case when you were demanding people's heads on pikes. (sighs) I could do another hour of this. I really could. But thanks, Lee. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Thank you all for, for stopping by yet another weekend. God bless you all. God bless America.
3: If you're like most people near retirement, you're concerned about running out of money before you run out of life. Hugh Hewitt here with Sheila Franks from Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. Sheila... It's a real fear among people.
9: You know, Hugh, it really is. The people I talk to are really afraid and wonder how they're going to replace that income and protect the lifestyle that they've worked so hard to create.
3: What's the one crucial thing that people need to consider, Sheila?
9: Hugh, it's really about how are they going to generate income in addition to their Social Security to ensure that they don't have to change their lifestyle that they've worked
8: so hard to accomplish.
3: Are you 100% confident that your money will last as long as you do? Call Sheila Franks at Lifestyle Financial Tax Advisors. 763 545 5555. 763 545 5555. Sheila will help you create a blueprint for income for the rest of your life. Listen to Sheila's radio show Saturdays at 7 a.m. on The Patriot. Call her here at 763 545 5555. Hugh Hewitt is a paid spokesperson and is not a client of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors or Global Financial Private Capital.
1: We have a winner.
3: And that winner
1: could be you. The Patriot is giving away20 dollars to Dick Sporting Goods, and it's easy to enter. Just go to AM1280thepatriot.com, click Dick Sporting Goods Contest and sign up for the Patriot newsletter. Simply fill out the form. you'll be signed up and be in the know on station events, contests, news, and you might score 20 bucks to Dick Sporting Goods. Must be 18 or older to enter.
11: 40 percent. If you own an annuity, you could be entitled to 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. Annuities can be complicated, confusing, and riddled with trapdoors. You know that. But did you know you could be robbed of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars? But one called at J.D. Melberg Financial could make this simple and easy and help you get 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. They've been featured on PBS, CNBC, and Inc. Magazine. Their expert analysts will reveal the optimal time to activate your annuity, how you could collect this money tax-free, cut your fees and expenses, or how to get out of your annuity without costing you an arm and a leg. Learn how their exclusive next-gen annuity strategies could increase your income up to 40% by calling 800-798-3399 now. That's 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management.
4: Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776.
0: This is AM...